0: Find someone who you resonate with. Find someone who has similar values to you. Find someone who's on a similar growth track or who has been where you are and has overcome that, has succeeded and and gotten out of that. You know, that's why I'm sure you have a really great story for a lot of people in the military, right? And and they're still there and they they want to be out. They want to be free. They want to move on to whatever's next in life, right? And you can you can at least help them with some breadcrumbs. You're a couple steps ahead of them. You can, you know, give them perspective on how they can live a better, more fulfilling life. And that's, I think that's what life is about. It's not about looking for gurus. It's about looking for people who are a couple steps ahead of you, having a conversation, building a relationship with them, and really putting in the work, really shifting who you're being so you take different actions and get different results.
1: The first and best victory is to conquer self. Welcome to The Conqueror Approach, a journey of self-mastery to cultivate our mind, body, spirit, financial literacy, and allow our light to shine upon the world brought to you by me, your host, U.S. Navy submarine veteran and entrepreneur, Musa Mikkel. Let's conquer. Welcome back to the Conquer Approach. I appreciate you for tuning in and thanks to your support. My podcast just went and been streamed in over 30 countries now. So thank you for the support and subscribing and sharing with people. We're, the goal is to get exposed and help as many people as possible, so thank you. Today, I have Christopher Burns joining us. He's, uh, he coaches men to master themselves and go within to manifest their dream in uh, reality outside of themselves. So Christopher has been coaching men, entrepreneurs, and leaders and professionals uh, to success for almost a decade and has heard, worked with hundreds of individuals He's the founder of the Men Mastermind and the host of the Master, the Man Within podcast.
0: Thank you, Chris, for joining us. Musa, thank you, man. I appreciate the intro and I'm stoked to be here. I heard you had an amazing, amazing podcast with Petya, my fiance, and uh, she said so many great things about you. We got to connect and we're both here in Las Vegas. So there's just so much synergy and uh, just honored to be on the show and to be rowing with you, man. Absolutely. A pleasure to have you, man. And you and Petya are like a
1: power couple. It's just very inspirational because you guys are both working on self-development, but helping others on their journeys, coaching and doing it in your own way, which I think is really beautiful. And then coming together, helping couples uh, in the ways that you guys do it. So awesome work. Uh, Follow Petya and Chris on Instagram. I have uh, Chris's stuff linked in the show notes and, Uh, I want to get started, man, because you're doing such great work with men specifically, uh, which is awesome because men struggle with being open and expressing themselves, including myself for a very long time. And I'm still working on it, which I'm not as expressive as I wish to be yet, but it's a work in progress. Uh, And I wanted to ask, because you've been doing it for quite some time, what was the driving force for you that started the Men Mastermind? and all the work that you do now.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a great question, bro. So for me, the the driving force, I would say when I was younger, uh, was I, I felt like a loser. I felt like I didn't didn't measure up. I was uh, insignificant in the grand scope of things. And like, I didn't have any value to add to the world. And I was I was afraid, I was shy, I was introverted. I had zero self-confidence, man. Uh, my best friend, when I was in high school, I had to ask out my first girlfriend for me at like 16 years old, you know, like I, I had no self-confidence. And so uh, having grown from that, going to college, getting my electrical engineering degree, discovering entrepreneurship, and then Having a five-year run with a, a ex-business partner and and deciding to go our separate ways, and during that time, interviewing 800 leaders, experts, masters of their craft, uh, people who are who are out to make an impact in the world, and discovering all these these truths and um, and and wisdom, right, and and growing every step of the way. And by by no means do I know it all. I, the one thing I know for sure is that I know nothing. And I think it's a really um, beautiful attitude and humble attitude to take for everyone and and men especially, right, like. And it's like, we're supposed to have the answer. It's like, no, no, we're not. Like that's, that's the programming that we've been instilled with. So uh, I just got relentless over the last 10 years of personal development of um, uncovering and unpacking the programming that kept me stuck, that kept me small. It kept me feeling like a loser, not not giving my gifts and my genius to the world. And I believe that we all have that genius within us. It's different genius. It's different gifts. We all have our own special um, thing to give to the world. But about... I don't know, six months ago, I created this men mastermind community because I recognized along my journey, I felt like I isolated myself. Self. Uh, I know we, we talked about it before the show that we might talk about like addiction, depression, stuff like that. I, I had some hardcore addictions and, and uh, you know, partying, raving, pornography, different things like that, that I felt sabotaged me. And because I was so ashamed of it, it kept me bound. It kept me shackled um, from, from expressing it and putting it in the light and asking for help asking brothers for help so it was a challenge for me to ask for help about these um things that i was ashamed of and by no means am i perfect with it today uh, but i have a lot more control over over these things and i'm able to feel empowered around my actions so created the group to give support to men so that they didn't feel alone they didn't feel isolated they didn't feel like they're powerless against these uh things that society kind of uh, controls us with these vices: social media, Netflix, eating unhealthy, pornography, drugs, whatever it might be. There's all kinds of different stuff, um, and we're just trying to make our way, right? Human beings, we're just we're coping with what life throws at us and doing our best. Um, and I know that there's better habits and things that we can do to to thrive. And so that's what I'm here to really bring men, bring them together, bring in community. We do weekly uh, mastermind calls for free on Monday nights, just to to bring brothers together. Man, that's what I'm here: bring community together. It's so important that people have
1: a community. And I've said this in in several podcasts before that the support system that we have makes a tremendous impact. And men, including myself, uh, we, we think that we need to do it all ourselves or, or it's a pride thing, a ego thing. I don't know exactly, but we feel like we have to figure it out or we don't want to look stupid or we don't want to, you know, look weak. Yeah, by being vulnerable, which is quite the opposite. Vulnerability actually takes courage to yeah. step in and ask for help. But when, I don't, no one's here to do life by themselves. Mm-hmm. We are not a species that operates independently like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the more isolated we are from people who are willing to support us, I think that drives us down into a deeper uh, state of depression sometimes. Yeah. And and you mentioned addiction, which is a topic that uh, is is, needs more talking about, you Mm -hmm. know, people need to talk about it more and just be open because addictions looked at so negatively, but almost everyone in this country probably has some sort of addiction. You know, even if it's the cell phone, scientists figured out that cell phones have the same effects on your brain as a lot of drugs. So (laughs) uh, shows, movies, whatever. Uh, But tell us a, a little bit about the addictions that you, we're struggling through and how you found the self-worth to overcome that.
0: Yeah. I will start with a guest that I interviewed on my last show, become your greatest possible self. His name was Aaron Huey and he runs a, a drug and rehab reco- recovery facility in, I don't know if it's Colorado or uh, where it's at. Some one of the mountain States, Utah, Colorado, something like that. And uh, he said that one of his, his ways of looking at these addictions is he's always trading up for a better addiction, right? And so uh, I, I truly believe that in life, we are, we, we conserve energy through our habits, through our uh, automatic ways of being. I mean, how many of you have ever been in a car, you're driving to somewhere where you go frequently often, maybe it's work, maybe it's school, maybe it's a grocery store and you're doing something else. You might be listening to an audiobook or texting or whatever it might be. You're doing something, you're not really focused on the road. And then like the next thing, you know, you are at your destination, right? And you didn't even r- remember the drive there, whether it was 15 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever. it was it's like whoa i just woke up here you know i just like i I became conscious that i am at my destination and that's because there's this autopilot that our brain puts our body into so that we can conserve energy that that's that's precious one of our most precious resources is our attention is our focus is our energy right the brain uses so much energy comparatively to the rest of the body right huge percentage of it uh so Aaron Huey, he he inspired me because he said, I'm trading up my my bad addictions for uh for for better ones, right? I'm letting go of the bad addictions, letting those drop down and trading up for better addictions. So the addiction to personal development, the addiction to uh listening to audiobooks, the addiction to health and wellness, the addiction to um being the best version of myself, the addiction to making an impact in the world, right? I believe that chances are we're going to have addictions no matter what. So I'm going to choose the things that I'm addicted to. I'm going to be addicted to loving my queen unapologetically, my fiance, Petya. Like I'm going to, I'm going to be addicted to that. Cause it feels so good. It feels so rewarding and fulfilling. And in life, I don't believe that there's ever this place where, everything is perfectly balanced right something is always out of balance in my opinion in my experience right i don't have a i don't have the most experience out of anyone on this planet but uh, i have i have enough to know like what's my truth right and and i know for me that there's always something out of balance if i go super intense on business then chances are my relationships might go out of balance or my health might go out of balance if i go super intense on health or and and, and well-being then maybe my business suffers a little bit or my relationship suffers a little bit. So you can't be giving 100% focus and attention to everything in your life at all times. You get to really choose what you dedicate your focus to. Um, So for me, uh, the way I coped with challenge with uh, exhaustion, with uh, pressure on me, with hardship, with difficulties in life, with anxiety, with with being afraid of what people think, being afraid of life in general, whatever, right? There's all these reasons why we get triggered into an addiction, but I had to start identifying what those were. And so for me, one of the biggest triggers was being around people who had less than healthy coping mechanisms that by my standards, to handling stress and pressure, or they just willingly did things that were not good for their body. When, when I was in my raving phase from about 18 to 21, 22, um, there was unhealthy ways of, of living, right? And expressing my my joy. I, I, was, I was like living so fully in the moments when I was high, right? I was living so fully in the moments where I was dancing my face off and enjoying the rave. Uh, but just after years of doing that, I discovered like the wear and tear that it was having on my body. I discovered that uh, it was actually causing me to hit a rock bottom. And uh, I got arrested for selling ecstasy to an undercover cop at, uh, at a rave. And um, that was like my wake up call, man. That was, that was like, Whoa, Chris, you're, you're throwing your life away, man. Like you're breaking your parents' hearts. They put time, money, and energy into your education to, to go, go get an electrical engineering degree. You have the whole future, your whole, the whole world at the tips of your fingers, like the world is your oyster and you're going to go mess it up because you want some cheap thrills, right? You want, you want some instant gratification, like something's not right here. And so thankfully I, I spent two days in, in San Bernardino County prison in Southern California. Um, uh, really got, got a come to Jesus moment, said, God, I'm throwing away my life. Like Please help me help me through this this season and get me back on track so I can um, serve people because I'd done a little bit of personal development at that point trying to live two lives. Right. And the the out of integrity of living that partying life just came in and like a, you know, a semi truck hit me and and derailed me and got woke me up, you know, woke me back up. And so from that point forward, I dedicated myself as about nine years ago, I dedicated myself to being the best version of myself and supporting others and doing the same. Um, but I, I, I hit a rock bottom. And if someone out there is listening right now, and you're, you have these addictions, you have these challenges, uh, that's going on in your life, then you have the ability to do something about it now. And if you're listening to this, like whether it's me or Musa or whoever's in your life, who you respect, who you can open up to and, and be your true authentic self to, um, I don't care who it is, but start to ask for help. Start, go, go to a narcotics anonymous meeting, go to an alcoholics anonymous meeting, go to a, you know, sex addicts, anonymous meeting, whatever, like get outside of your comfort zone, because the longer you stay in your comfort zone, we were talking about it before as well, you're, you're dying you are you are decaying you are not making progress towards your greatest self and uh, i sometimes I don't like being so direct and so like confrontational, but the pain of staying where you are and in the habits that you're in has to be greater than the pleasure that you're experiencing, staying comfortable, doing what you've been doing, hanging around people who are bad influences, uh, interacting with with unhealthy coping mechanisms, drugs, addictions, whatever it might be. Um, you really get to challenge yourself. And uh, I asked for help. I, I had to go to NA. Thankfully, nothing ever went on my record. It was, it was like a, uh, it, it just vanished everything vanished the whole case vanished i don't know what happened like god intervened angels intervened I don't know what it was but um, I got so freaking blessed man that I made it out of that uh, and I don't want someone who's going through a challenging situation to have to keep spiraling down man so uh, that's my invitation is is trade up for better habits listen to this podcast more go to live events and things like that if you're if you're uh, able to do so uh, be around like-minded people and uh, and grow yourself fill your brain fill your spirit with positive empowering messages. Awesome, man. And, and you
1: touched up on some great, great information there. And I, I told you before this call that uh, I'll say here that if we're not growing, if we're not in that state of growth, yeah. there's just decay. There's yeah. no in between, <laughs> even though it, it might be a slow decay because mm-hmm. we're so comfortable, mm-hmm. we're decaying. And, and when you're stuck in, in something like addiction, that's a bigger challenge. Um, and it's hard for me to speak on behalf of people dealing with, you know, drug addictions cause I've never ha- had any, but I understand the brain is extremely, extremely powerful and any, any really strong habit that we have. And I like the way you were saying, trade up uh, your habit. Cause you can't really just get rid of a habit, regardless of what it is. Uh, an addiction is just a very strong habit. You have to replace the habit. I think it was Charles Duhigg that in his book, the power of habit. Who says you don't? You don't get rid of the habit. You replace it by just picking a different habit. You yep. still get the uh, the reward, but it's just a different mechanism to get that reward. And and that's that's I think hard for some people to conceptualize. How do you get from? How do you get that clarity? Because mm-hmm. uh, you know you got uh, an experience where it just an epiphany happened. You, you you realize you had a huge realization and you started taking action immediately. But for someone who's kind of not aware or not conscious of slowly that slow decay that's kind of (laughs) subtle that creeps up on you. And then you realize like 15 years later, like nothing's happened or you just been, nothing's
0: changed. How do you get that clarity or how do you help people get their clarity when it comes to stuff like that. So there's, there's different ways. I would number one, recommend go speaking with a real person who has been in situation, a situation that you have, right? That's, that's number one. So you talk to someone who's walked in your shoes and that might be me, might be Musa for a different situation or circumstance or whatever it might be. Um, But like I said earlier, going to NA, Narcotics Anonymous, Alcoholics Anonymous, Sex Addicts Anonymous, whatever. uh, Go talk to one of those people. And I guarantee you, if you share your story, they will say, someone, someone there will be like, yeah. I, I thought that too. I thought it wasn't a big deal. I thought like, yeah, it's okay. If I do it once a day, it's okay. If I do it a couple times a day, it's okay. If I, you know, if I'm always doing it, as long as I'm uh, functioning, as long as I'm getting by, as long as I'm still showing up to work and getting my work done, you know, whatever it might be, whatever the story, whatever the justification or the excuse is, um, But chances are, like with that behavior continuing, another really great book, uh, Charles Duhigg, Power of Habit, awesome. Uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear goes into the identity. Like, who are you being while you're doing these things? Are you being someone who's growing into your greatest self? Or is every decision, are you losing trust and losing respect with yourself? I was just at a a workshop this last weekend in Sedona hosting it with uh, my friend Brandon Tarocco. We brought in a speaker, Jeremy Eugene Wilson, and he had this formula, T plus R equals L. So T is trust, R is respect, trust plus respect, equals l and that's loyalty loyalty to yourself if you trust yourself and you respect yourself then you are loyal to yourself so every uh, every choice you make you're either growing your trust with yourself or you're breaking trust with yourself and so recognize if you're doing things that are unhealthy for your body or you you have this kind of compulsive mechanism that you say oh, i could stop whenever Every time you do that, it's breaking the trust and respect for yourself. So that's number one. I would go have a conversation with one of those people. Now you might say, Christopher, that sounds ridiculous. Why would I go to NA? Why would I get? Why would I go to AA? I don't. I don't need to go, right? And I think that's kind of a really common place to be as well. Is denial that we don't need it? We don't. Uh, we don't need that. That uh, intervention. We're not an addict. Addict. That kind of thing. Um, the thing that I would do as an exercise that you can do. In the privacy of your own home if you're not willing to go to like one of these meetings and just talk to people right you don't you don't have to sign up for anything it's free my my invitation for you is to go just talk to people and that's that's another thing is like really getting connect connected with humanity connected with the humanity of addiction and how many people struggle with it it's it's like ridiculous numbers, right? Like so many people are addicted to even um, like uh, antidepressants and stuff, right? Like that's, that's a massive addiction these days. Like uh, prescription pills is such a massive uh, addiction. So if you're not yet ready to do that, or you don't think that's true for you, but, but you, maybe you're curious, maybe you're like, well, you know, I have this habit and I don't know if it's good or bad. Then my invitation to you would be, if you put yourself out into the future, into uh, let's say 20, 30 years from now, maybe even 50 years from now, maybe at, at your uh, deathbed, right? And this might sound a little uh, uh, morbid, but it's okay. We, we have the ability to transport ourselves with our mind and be anywhere and kind of experience that stuff. And if you have baggage or things that uh, like you, you, you're afraid to go there, then that's a whole nother thing to, to look at and work on. But I would go to your deathbed, I would go to your eulogy and ask yourself, what are people saying about you in that place, right? What are people saying that you did well? What are the things that they said that they loved about you? And also, what are the things that they said that wasn't so great about you? And see what what they're saying there. See if your habits, see if who you were being uh, comes up in that conversation. Maybe you have a current relationship, uh, a significant other and you know that your your habits continuously take you away from this person and you're not able to really be there for them and have a real in-depth relationship. Or uh, every time that you talk, there's a flare up because uh, either one of you is intoxicated or whatever it might be. Um, so that would be one thing is to go to the end of your life and see what people say. But also I would project out, and this is another thing that doesn't feel good, but again, we're our objective here is to create the pain, enough pain to make a change Before life and reality inflicts pain upon you unwillingly, right? So you have the choice of saying, hey, I'm either going to pay the pain of discipline now and do this exercise and make better choices now, or I'm going to pay the pain of regret later on, when life completely blindsides you, you get hit and and you have no idea what happens. You hit a rock bottom, you get kicked out of your house, you lose your job, lose your relationship, all these things, right? Um, I would play out that worst case scenario, Musa, and, and have someone who's tuning in right now to say, what is the worst case scenario if this keeps happening? Will I lose my relationship? Will I get fired from my job? Uh, will this continue? You know, the worst case, and we're talking about the worst case. If If, if you're not able to control your addiction, to control this habit, to control your partying to control your porn addiction. Whatever, uh, what's the worst case? You know, if you if you have this addiction to porn and it's inter- interrupting your ability to have a successful relationship, maybe you will stay single or not have any real relationships, or it will lead to divorce, or it will lead to infidelity, or it will lead to something that you know really is is traumatizing to you for the rest of your life, or really uh, impacts your life in a negative way. If it's um, maybe you just drink on the weekends, right? What's the worst case scenario of that? Well, if you keep doing it, maybe you'll just keep drinking on the weekends. You'll hang out with the same people. You won't be growing. Maybe you'll attract someone who also just drinks on the weekends, right? And that's all you have in common. And you'll get married because that's all you have in common. You don't really know who this person is. And then 15 years down the line, when you have like an eight-year-old and a six-year-old you'll get a divorce because you recognize you wake up and you're like, my whole life's a lie. Like we, we built this relationship on getting drunk and that's not any real commonality or common value. So um, those are just like a, some quick examples and each individual is gonna be different as far as what your worst case scenario is. But I would future project that, put yourself in those shoes, feel the pain, feel the suck, feel the heartbreak, feel how crappy life is if nothing changes. And I believe from that place, Musa, we can really transform our life. And this, again, this isn't easy to do on our own because chances are we're going to want to be comfortable and we're going to say, Oh, Christopher, you know, it's a great exercise, but I, I don't feel like doing it right now. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. Or, okay, I did it. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, okay. But then you go out and you drink this weekend or you masturbate to porn or whatever it might be. Um, so I think it really takes some facilitation as well to kind of hold people it hold people's feet to the fire and say, what is this like, you know, what is, what does this feel like for you? Are you sure you want to keep doing this? Um, and I think just, for me, that's, that's what I got clear on, uh, as well as having that, uh, immediate impact and that immediate, um, kind of heartbreak and breakdown that, uh, that caused me to course correct, man. You know, I noticed also that there is not any issue
1: that I ever faced or that anyone faces for that matter, that someone else hasn't experienced in yeah. some way. It might not be exactly the same, uh, but enough to offer support. Yep, Or offer their feedback or how they dealt with a similar situation. And that comes back to people believing that what they're going through, even though they are unique and their experience is unique to them, that it's just them dealing with these types of addictions or issues. And you mentioned one of the most powerful tools in this is having a vision of the future. Yep. or keeping the end in mind, which was the eulogy. Because if we don't have any clear clear, uh, clear vision of where we want to go and who we want to identify ourselves as, then we're just going to be lost. <laughs> we're going to have no guidance. It's just like in the middle of a desert with no GPS. You just don't <laughs> know what direction you're going because it's all just dirt. Like <laughs> You have no trajectory and you just stay wound up in that same habit, the same lifestyle, the same choices, mm-hmm. same results. So that's such a strong way to do it. And that you could get support on that, yeah. right? It might not be easy to just be clear on what, what you want. And there's questioning yourself as continuously asking questions of who I want to be or how do I want to show up in the world? What do I want to contribute? Start giving you some answers. Mm-hmm. And it, it takes some reflection because it's not just going to show up until you're l- focused, your attention's going there. Yeah. All right. And, or it might interrupt you one day in a bad way. Like you said, if you're not okay. doing anything to make it better, life might make a decision for you so you can yeah. start making better decisions. That's right. um, That's right. And, and I see it a lot with the people I've served with, in the same way, and then twelve years, thirteen years later, they're getting a divorce, and they thought they were doing everything right, but they they never wanted to change or, or open themselves up to their their spouses or whatever the case was. And that's another thing I wanted to talk with you about yeah. is because you you work with a lot of men, and you probably hear a lot of this. It's a lot of similarities between
0: us. What is the number one issue you see in men and how we think? Yeah, uh, I really. I really believe it has to do with being that that lone wolf and having all the answers. Needing needing to have all the answers, needing to have it all together, like being the the like the western ar- archetype, the John Wayne, right? Like who can who's the hero who can solve any challenge and any problem by himself. And uh, I believe that men really struggle with with thinking that they need to do it on their own. And the most successful people I see uh, have teams and they're masters at building teams. They're masters at finding the people who are better than them at what they suck at and leveraging that. So let's say someone sucks, a man out there sucks at at personal accountability, right? Like, man, I just can't get myself to follow through. I keep procrastinating. You know, what, what is wrong with me? Why can't I achieve my dreams? I know I want better things. I know I want wealth. I know I want success. I know I want impact. I know I want an amazing relationship, but why am I not doing that? Well, that's, that's a great place to be. You know what you don't want. And what you do want is to be accountable. Now, when anyone first starts to walk, you don't start off sprinting and, and like running like an Olympian, right? You start by freaking crawling. You start by being a fumbly, bumbly mess and just like eating eating carpet, you know? Like hopefully, hopefully you have carpet, uh, but you know, you're like falling all over the place but you keep practicing, you keep practicing, you get better and better. Uh, I sucked personally at uh, personal accountability, at personal self-expression, at being an effective communicator. I turned beet red when I would be in front of a class, like speaking and things like that. And uh, I I had to really work on it, man. I I started doing social media, creating videos about almost 10 years ago when I started in in, uh, entrepreneurship right before graduating college. And I was like, man, like I suck at this, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to show up. I'm going to take that action so um, you know number one is really get clear on what are you not good at and find the people who could support you with that weakness okay because you're not supposed to be good at everything in fact the world's best people are really genius at just one or two or maybe three things right like just a couple of things like can you really be world class at and of course there's you know, the, the um, Leonardo da Vinci and Michelangelo's and all these people who have, you know, renaissance man who are amazing at so many different things. I would say that's great for them. Start with mastering one thing. When I say mastering the man within, I say master the freaking basics. Get clear on, on who you are. Like you said, Musa, be curious. Ask that question on a daily basis. Who am I being? Who am I being today? Another really great formula is be, do, have. So some of your listeners may have heard that. And really what it means is it's not about the million dollars and like constantly saying, I want the million dollars, I want the million dollars. It's it's actually even more about the actions that it takes, its, it's processes, its systems, its habits that lead to those results, right? So that's the do component. And even more important than the do component and of course, the have, because it goes, have's least important. That's a result, that's a byproduct of what you're doing. And more important than what you're doing is who you're being. So, who are you being? What's the energy that you're putting out into the world? What's the presence that you're bringing to whatever it is that you're doing? If you're washing the dishes, right? This is just like such a trivial example. If you're taking out the, the trash, like if you're the janitor taking out the trash, are you being miserable doing that? Or are you grateful you have a job? Are you grateful there's opportunity in America where you live to, to have a roof over your head and provide for your family or provide for yourself or whatever it might be? So I really think that ultimately it's it's getting clear on what's the what's the version of yourself that you wanna be, like you said, um, and asking for that help, man. Uh, I, I really think more than ever, There's so much information, there's so many options and that can paralyze men and people in general because there's too much information. There's now too many podcasts, there's now too many results on Google, there's now too many Facebook Lives to sort through, there's now too many uh, YouTube videos to look through to find the right answer. And so that information overload can stunt people, can stop, can paralyze people. And so for me, what I find helps to break through that information overload is to have a real conversation with a real person and and find someone who you resonate with, find someone who has similar values to you, uh, find someone who, who's like on a similar growth track or who has been where you are and has overcome that, has succeeded and and gotten out of that. You know, that's why I'm sure you have a really great story for a lot of people in the military, right? And and they're still there and they they want to be out. They want to be free. They want to move on to whatever's next in life, right? And you can you can at least help them with some breadcrumbs. You're a couple steps ahead of them. You can, you know, give them perspective on how they can live a better, more fulfilling life. And that's, I think that's what life is about. It's not about looking for gurus. It's about looking for people who are a couple steps ahead of you, having a conversation, building a relationship with them uh, and, and really putting in the work, really shifting who you're being so you take different actions and get different results. I love it, man. And one of the ways that
1: I understood being, because some people might not understand what being, yep. like, what, what do you mean when you're saying, how are you being? And the way I learned it best was what, how you're being is whatever you're contributing in that moment. Wow. So if you're in a space and you're being pissed off, you're contributing that pissed off energy, that anger to everyone around you. If you're being joyous and happy, you're contributing happiness and joy to those around you as well. And that way you can always ask yourself, how am I contributing right now to wherever, whoever you're talking to, wherever you are, you can be alone. How am I contributing right now? Or if you're in a relationship, how am I contributing right now? And then that is something I still practice because when I realize it. I can actually think about it. I was like, okay, I, I'm not contributing the best version of myself right now. Mm. Let me adjust. Let me shift something. Let me change my energy. Let me do what I have to do.
0: Yeah. What and- the, one of the other, other things I want to touch on about that, because we, especially with this podcast, and I'm, I know you have epic epic guests on all the time who share massive wisdom. And for me, nothing changed in my life until something on my calendar changed. And so one of the best ways that I started that was with Toastmasters. I started going consistently to Toastmasters. I put it in my calendar. I signed up. I paid the fee, whatever it was, right? And I said, I'm going to be here every single Sunday for two hours. I'm going to be here every Sunday for two hours to master my communication, my leadership and my speaking ability. And then I took on volunteer roles. That's another big thing is always whenever you're in an organization that you align with and you believe with a team, a community, whatever it is, um, ask, you know, what, how can I contribute, right? How can I contribute to this organization? How can I help you guys? How can I volunteer? How can I set up chairs? How can I, uh, you know, send out letters, whatever it is. How can I lick stamps and put them on the letters? How can I clean the toilets? Whatever. Right. Um, ask, Ask how you can contribute. And then you will work your way up to higher and higher levels of, uh, of authority, of, of responsibility, of opportunity to be successful, to be seen, to uh, be able to make a greater impact. So for me, I started with Toastmasters. I started as a secretary, just taking notes of what happened in, in, in the meeting, right. And uh, just recording what happened. And then from there, I went to the vice president of education that was in charge of, of all people's scheduling of, of their speeches, of their roles, of what, would happen in each meeting. It was like a big responsibility. But I said, you know what, if I'm going to grow, I get to take on these responsibilities and step into uh, positions of authority and responsibility and and grow. And I'm not going to do it perfect every time, but I'm going to do my best and we're going to make progress. Right. Um, so and then I became the president of the club. But I really think it's ultimately start where you are. Use, use what you can volunteer. Ask how you can contribute. Um, that's huge. But that was in my schedule every week. Now, if I if, if it was this organization where you kind of could come and go as you please and there wasn't really any commitment to be there on a weekly basis and I had not volunteered for these positions where I'm expected to be there to fulfill the duties of this position. And if I'm missing every other meeting, that is not sufficient performance for this duty. It would not be effective. It, I would not succeed and I would likely be kicked out of the role because I, I get to have a pretty consistent um, you know, appearance and, and, uh, and attendance. So because of that, I got the benefits of Toastmasters. But here's the thing, in life, a lot of success is voluntary. Like you have to volunteer yourself. You have to volunteer and put it in your calendar and say, "Yeah, I'm going to wake up at 5:30 a.m. and do my morning routine, or whatever time it is. Right? I'm going to spend this extra hour once a week or two hours to to work on myself, to work on my business, to get clarity on my goals, whatever it might be." Um, so the other habit that really made a difference for Petia and I, my fiance and I, and it works in any area of life. And uh, we started doing these weekly dates. So we did weekly relationship reviews and we did weekly money dates in the beginning of our relationship. We, we did these weekly relationship reviews where we sat down and we had conversations about what's working, what's not working, uh, what, what brought us together, what brought us closer, uh, what made us want to pull away this over this last week, right? Like what, what caused friction in our relationship and what were the things that we really appreciated. And when you have that commitment and dedication to really reflect on what's working and what's not working, you get so much clarity and you stop making the same mistake over and over and over again because you didn't learn the lesson, right? So learn the lesson by taking that time to reflect, learn the lesson by meditating in the morning every day so you don't, again, repeat yesterday's mistakes again today. You don't carry that negative energy and negative thinking into today. You leave the the flat tire, the stub toe, the you know challenging day at work yesterday. You, you say, I'm complete on that. I don't know why it happened. I don't know why I had to go through that, but you know, I, I'm just gonna leave that there, and I'm gonna start today fresh and appreciating and grateful. And so when you're able to empty out your emotions, and that was another thing I know you wanted to talk about, so I'll, I'll just tap into it real briefly. Um, when you're able to empty out your emotions, you're able to be free to choose whatever uh, emotion, whatever way of being that you want. But if you're constantly pushing down regret, if you're constantly pushing down shame, if you're constantly pushing down anxiety, if you're constantly battling against what people think about you and your, your crappy boss and like how everyone's out to get you, you are going to have a really terrible time and a terrible life. It's going to be exhausting. But if you get the opportunity to express that, whether it's with a coach or a a, a friend, I said friends, friends, it's a tricky subject because friends can be more um, potentially more harmful than helpful if they just kind of agree with your story and and, uh, you know, agree with you that you're right. Oh, yeah, you're right. That guy's such a, a jerk. And it's like that may not be the best way to look at it, where a coach challenges you to, to look at it from a different perspective invites you to, to be more resourceful with how you look at it so that you can grow and not have to put up with that forever and change your circumstances. Um, so, having that person who helps you have a mirror so that you can look from a different ang- angle, be more resourceful is so essential. And if you, if you have a coach, that's great. That's one of the fastest ways to do it. If you have a journal and a pen and paper, let's say you're bootstrapping, you, you don't have a big budget to put into, into these things to grow yourself. That's cool. Right. We're all, we're, we were all there once. At least I was, I know I was. Uh, so, you know, like, having a journal and just writing out, Hey, today I feel crappy, right? Put that on a paper, like pour out your heart, pour out your guts. And especially for men too, right? Cause men, it, it might not be very popular to journal. It might be more of like a feminine thing. Like, Oh yeah. Like girls writing their journals and their diaries and stuff, men, grab your damn journal, <laughs> put, mm-hmm. put your thoughts, put your feelings, put like, I don't have feelings. This is such a stupid exercise. Christopher, you're an idiot. You know, like whatever you want to put down there, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Don't judge and filter yourself. Uh, just really share that out. And uh, I I promise it'll make a a big, big difference to get that Mm -hmm. self expression back free yourself up, and then uh, have that consistent time in your calendar where you do that. The other one I wanted to mention was money dates, Petya and I had a relationship review. Money dates was another one. I know a lot of people around us are wanting more prosperity, wanting more financial success. And so for us, we looked at our relationship with money on a weekly basis. And that was a really powerful transformational activity over the last two years that we've been doing it every, week awesome awesome man i
1: appreciate that and for yeah men who think journaling you're too cool to journal or whatever <laughs> this is the one i use the daily stoic journal Ooh. Which you're definitely not too manly to use this one uh anyone can use this one men women it's an amazing amazing journal uh i don't get paid by ryan holiday or daily stoic but not yet i love that yeah <laughs> you're right not yet but i love the journal and it's a great way to just get you started a yeah. daily on a daily habit and the daily review of your thoughts and your actions. And that's such a beautiful habit to yeah. incorporate. And I want to just thank you, man. Cause that was just so much great info. Uh, and I, I really hope people really take a, take a, a lot of notes and get a lot out of that because there's so much valuable things that I just want to say, take the first step. Yes. Just take the first step. If it take that, go to that first meeting, write in that journal. Even if it's a sentence, I feel crappy. Like mm. just write that and mm. think about it for a second, <laughs> you know, just take the first step and then just work on those little steps. And then eventually you can go further. The farther you go, the
0: further you can see and you just yeah. keep growing and and keep improving. Uh, and thank you, Christopher. Let, let, me add, yeah. let me add one more thing just to bring mm-hmm. it home, man, because, uh, when you share a, a declaration a commitment something that you're doing it becomes real you can no longer take it back when you speak it when you text it when you text Musa or me when you when you put that into the world saying i'm i'm going to go to an aa meeting i'm going to start journaling i'm going to put this weekly review in my in my calendar whatever it is like you said take one thing i don't care i said a bunch of stuff we said a bunch of stuff in this interview take one one of them one of them and commit to that over the next week over the next 30 days whatever it might be build that habit and declare that you're going to do that share it with musa share it with myself tag us on a story or message us directly we're here for you we love you we're we're here to support you and and see your greatest growth and uh being your your best self and to master that man or woman within you so musa dude I, i wanted to bring that home simple simple simplify it's so key man i appreciate you thank you so much for having me man
1: yeah, I appreciate you too, man. Perfectly said. Just it, that there's power in that, that people can actually uh, keep you accountable and, 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 and guide you or, or support you through that. Uh, but nobody could support you if you keep everything to yourself. So thank you, Christopher. Thank you for blessing my podcast. The greatest gift anyone can give is themselves and their time. And you did that here. Thank you, man. I appreciate it that is all for this episode thank you for tuning in if you found any value in this episode someone you know will also please share subscribe leave a rating and review so we can reach more people have a farther ripple and a larger impact stay grateful i appreciate you and remember you are a conqueror